Your new home for all the resources in defeating the communist and the communist wealth of Virginia. It's the Six Semper Tyrannus Podcast. Six Semper Tyrannus, Virginia. We're in a unique period of time, and not just the country, but also the communist wealth of Virginia. Um, as a longtime Virginia resident, I'm pretty concerned, or I have been pretty concerned about where we are going. But one of the things I think is really interesting is the stark divide between how the coronavirus measures have forced authoritarianism into the clutches and into the bloodstream of the left and how the left has just latched onto it and is pushing for all it's worth. And now the masks have come off. And I'm not talking about, you know, Tyrone's mask when he's at, uh, at lunch, you know, at, at Camelot Elementary pulling down his mask and then he's eating and then he's sipping and he's putting it back up and then he's pulling it back down and he's eating and then he's sipping and he's pulling it back up. You know, the Chinese face diaper that's on him all day long because the, you know, the teachers and the school board is just so out of their mind that they think that they have to bubble wrap the kids because a respiratory virus that can seep through any mask uh, is going to be thwarted off by virtue signaling and uh, lots of uh, lots of posturing. Um, I'm not talking about those masks. I'm talking about the communist authoritarian mask. And the fact that they will say things now to show how out of touch they are, things that were back in the day considered political suicide. There's a couple things, and you know I'm going to focus a lot on Virginia, but I want to bring in some things from outside of Virginia to show uh, that this is the way of thinking across the board. First, we go now to Florida with Ron DeSantis. There was an ad that was put out because Ron DeSantis has done what the city of Chesapeake has done, what many outlier localities have done. Not the big cities, not the big metropolises, not in Virginia, not the Movers and shaker areas, you know, your Richmond's, your short pumps, your Virginia Beach. I'm talking about your Loudoun counties. I'm talking about places like Chesapeake. What Ron DeSantis did in Florida led the way because what, what did he do? Originally, he locked down just like the Arizona governor decided to lock down once Harvard let everybody out because of coronavirus and everybody was so sketched out that they were like, okay, if Harvard is shutting down and the NBA is shutting down, maybe we need to shut down. So that's what they did. And Ron DeSantis went along with it. So did Governor Greg Abbott in Texas. You know, Governor Blackface Northam was already on it. He's at the forefront. You know, he's got his mask on, yet he's going to go down to the ocean front. He's going to take selfies with people and then take his family down to the Outer Banks and hang out in Nag's Head in his beach house with no mask. You know, he, he's allowed to go to the beach while we're having to go down to Kerala and Karova, taking boats across the water just to be able to hang out at the beach as they shut down Sandbridge and Virginia Beach Oceanfront and Chicks Beach and what have you. So what did Chesapeake do that Virginia Beach didn't do that Ron DeSantis did? Well, they looked at the data. And then they led. I remember listening to a school board. Uh, thing. It was, I think it was like September 9th of 2020. Um, a school board meet, meeting in the middle of the pandemic. And these idiots were like in Virginia Beach. These morons were like, oh, well, you know, we really need to uh, 
worry about social distancing and we need to worry about wearing a mask because uh, I was watching Good Morning America and Dr. Fauci said and the CDC said, I'm like, really? The CDC that can't even tell you whether or not a woman is a woman, they're just uh, bodies with vaginas, you know, and they and they chest feed. They don't breastfeed. Oh, but CDC is also going to say that your gun is a public health risk. And yeah, you can't evict that deadbeat tenant. We can't allow that. We have to uh, uh, keep them in their apartments and you're going to have to go without your your rent that you pay for your mortgage because you can't evict anyone. The CDC is going to take those measures, but then they're also going to turn around and provide guidance on something they know nothing about, which was the coronavirus. And of course, Anthony Fauci has taken every position under the sun. So what did Chesapeake do? What did Ron DeSantis do? Ron DeSantis in Florida decided to reroute the data from the hospitals directly to the team he assembled and they reviewed the data and then they uh, they you know planned accordingly they made decisions what is that that they did they led what is that the chesapeake did they led and what was really funny was for decades because i i grew up in chesapeake chesapeake always followed virginia beach not anymore because Virginia Beach is too busy watching Good Morning America and seeing what Dr. Fauci said while the school board and the superintendent of uh, Chesapeake, they were looking at the data and they were planning accordingly. Leadership, that's what that's called. So we're in this odd paradigm right now where the left decides they're going to think that you're so bought in on the fear porn on the constant barrage of, uh, you know, we're all in this together and you're all going to die if you don't get vaccinated and you need vaccination passports and uh, you need to wear the Chinese face diaper on, you know, the, the Chinese face panty. Um, they're going to they're so bought in that they think that they can run ads against freedom, <laughs> against choice, against your you know, the governments are the consent of we, the people, and they're going to turn around and say, well, we're going to run against that. We're going to make video ads against, you know, commercials against your ability to choose what you want to do. And that's what they did in Florida. Listen to this commercial against Ron DeSantis and tell me how this isn't like a de facto Ron DeSantis campaign ad. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of your cabin crew, we'd like to inform you that we have officially entered Florida airspace. Now that we're making our final descent, please watch this short message from Governor Ron DeSantis on COVID-19. Thereafter, everyone on board will be required to comply with the state's forever purge. We are not doing any vaccine passports in the state of Florida. We trust people to make their own decisions in this state. We are not going to be bludgeoning people with restrictions and mandates and lockdowns or any of that stuff. As Governor DeSantis stated, while you're within state lines, you do not have to wear a mask. You do not have to get a vaccine. It is against the law for private businesses or schools to mandate masks or vaccines. And you have the absolute right to infect whoever you want, whenever, 
and wherever with COVID-19. Thank you for traveling with us, and please enjoy your forever purge. COVID-19 is surging again. This is the time to double down. The governor is doubling down. He says students shouldn't be forced to wear masks. If you are trying to lock people down, I'm going to stand in your way. Florida just requested 300 new ventilators. Hospitals are filling up here. There is evidence that children are making up much higher cases that are emerging. The numbers continue to rise across Florida. This fall, don't breathe. This is insane. The Forever Purge. Coming to a theater and live streaming networks near you. That's amazing. I mean, they're basically saying, uh, Ron DeSantis is saying, take the vaccine if you want. Um, He's not going to levy the weight of the government upon you. Don't vote for him because we (laughs) we want to levy the weight of the government upon everyone. It's amazing. But those... That mask has come off. Those values of authoritarianism are embraced by the left and are now second nature. That's what they're running on. I don't know how they don't think that this isn't political suicide. So Terry McAuliffe, uh, he's running for governor of Virginia. He was governor of Virginia, and he screwed that up royally. You know, I go back through the governors of the past. You know, when Tim Kaine became governor, he totally botched the budget. Totally botched it. Just destroyed it. And God bless Doc Thompson. He's up in heaven looking down, scratching his head going, what the heck are these people doing? They're talking about chest feeding and bodies with vaginas. And he would have turned that into a hashtag what I learned today uh, thread on Twitter that would have gone viral. So much so that people on the left, when they got up early in the morning, thought that we were Russians because... No one could make things go viral that early in the morning because California hadn't woken up yet. <laughs> That's what they did. But God bless Doc Thompson. Tim Kaine, when he was uh, governor and we had a budget deficit, we had a shortfall and local municipalities were thinking they were going to have to furlough their, uh, furlough their employees. He was working at WRVA in Richmond at the biggest radio station in the state, talk radio. And, uh, Tim Kaine was coming in for an interview. And what did Doc Thompson do? Well, because the budget called for cutting and shutting down of certain governmental organizations, like closing the DMV on a Wednesday so that the lines every other day were out the door and it took forever. In fact, I remember trying to go get my registration updated at the DMV that, you know, I walked in, I took the number, I knew it was going to be a couple hours, went across the street at the Applebee's, ordered a steak, sat down, ate the steak, came back in just in time for them to call my number. <laughs> I, was, I was playing the numbers there. I was rolling with the dice and uh, it worked out in my favor. I was able to get a really nice lunch, medium rare steak and uh, get my registration updated while people were waiting for hours on end in that mind-numbing hell called the DMV. Well, Tim Kaine shut down the DMV on Wednesday, but then he also closed the rest rest stops. We have beautiful rest stops in the state of Virginia, and he closed them all down. So what did Doc Thompson do when Tim Kaine was being interviewed? Well, he put caution tape over the men's room to where... (laughs) Tim Kaine had to go to the restroom at WRVA and he couldn't because Doc Thompson closed the restrooms. Beautiful, beautiful. Hat tip to, got, uh, to our great 
brother in heaven. But Tim Kaine, horrible governor, horrible Richmond mayor, destroyed Richmond, turned it into a hellhole. It's now since become a hellhole again, but it was a big hellhole back then. Um, Bob McDonald came in, which I'm, I've known Bob McDonald. He's a really good guy. He's very, very down to earth. In fact, I remember running into him at an event at the Virginia Beach uh, uh, Convention Center, and he was talking about Trump just getting into office, just making waves. And a good friend of ours was like, what do you think of Trump? And he's like, he's definitely, a, he's definitely one of a kind. And we just kind of laughed about it. Bob McDonald took Tim Kaine's budget and found all of the shortfalls. And suddenly we had a surplus. So we go from a Democrat go uh, governor and we're in the hole. We get a Republican uh, governor and then we get a surplus. And then what happens? Oh, well, they want to skewer him because he may have presidential aspects down the road and might be a threat to Obama. So we're going to have to get him on campaign finance violations of riding in a fancy sports car. I don't know how that was campaign finance violations, but that's how they did that because he didn't have Democrat privilege. Tim Kaine would get Democrat uh, privilege and go on to become senator. So now he is a giant tick in our ass and will not go away. So we had Terry McAuliffe come after, which Ken Cuccinelli should have won. Ken Cuccinelli, great guy. And uh, he was kind of thrown under the bus by the GOP because they're a bunch of establishment douchebags. But they couldn't take somebody who was an ideologue like Tim Kaine, who worked with Mike Lee to uh, set the GOP agenda on a, when Trump was coming in and then also became Trump's deputy Homeland Security uh, Department head. T Terry McAuliffe ends up winning. I don't know why. He's a Clinton crony. He's a carpetbagger. He's a tool. Well, now we're in the midst of Governor Northam, Governor Blackface, and he's on his way out. Well, Terry McAuliffe decides he is going to debate Glenn Youngkin. And Glenn Youngkin, thank God for this guy. We're pulling for you. We need you to win. And that's who we're voting for. Um, so they had a debate, second debate. You know, all the other debates Glenn Youngkin tried to have, Terry McAuliffe bowed out on. Now he's out there because he's a carpetbagger. He's not even a Virginia resident. He came down, became governor after he moved in for a period of time. Uh, after they're giving Matt Walsh hell for, you know, renting out a basement for a dollar a month and speaking at the Loudoun County School Board, which we may play a clip of that. But he decides, Terry McAuliffe, that he's going to rip on Glenn Youngkin over what should be taught in public schools. And again, the masks come off. Just listen to this exchange. He basically is telling you that you as a parent of your child, you don't have any say in what goes on in the school curriculum. It's the teachers in the school board that has the say. So they get to shove down critical race theory. They get to make sure that your girls get to shower in the locker rooms with your boys. They get to turn around and give these equity things and, and, and they get to shove a Chinese face diaper on your child all day when no one else is wearing them in any other capacity. 
So listen to Terry McAuliffe basically give up the goods. Veto books, Glenn, not to be knowledge about it, also take them off the shelves. And I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually take books out and make their own decisions. You vetoed it. So, yeah, I stopped the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. You know, I get really tired. Unbelievable. They're saying the quiet part out loud. They're basically telling you what... uh, they want, you know, they're basically saying, well, Governor DeSantis in Florida is going to say, you can have freedom and we don't want you to have freedom here in Florida. Terry McAuliffe is saying, you can't have uh, parents dictate what is taught to your kids. Really? And what's even crazier is Terry McAuliffe is doubling down on this. And the Wall Street Journal did a little expose on it. Um, this is from the Wall Street Journal. Mr. Yunkin, a businessman, has campaigned for more per, uh, parental choice in Virginia, one of the nation's worst states for education competition. Virginia has only seven charter schools, and Mr. Yunkin wants to create 20 innovative schools to empower parents with educational choice. He'd like some pandemic funds to go for $500 vouchers for public school families to use for, quote, student education recovery. Mr. Yunkin also wants to ban critical race theory in public schools, a flashpoint for Virginia parents this year. At least one school uh, board meeting in Loudoun County became a shouting match over the topic, and five families in the county sued in June over what they called a racially discriminatory curriculum. Mr. McAuliffe wants to spend $2 billion annually for public schools, a perennial union priority. He says Mr. Yunkin would divert taxpayer funds to private schools, a familiar union canard. As Virginia governor in 2017, he vetoed a bill that would have allowed charter schools and and school districts for low-performing schools to exist. So this guy's a fraud, obviously. And you know what? If you're not spending your money in the public schools that have been shut down by the teachers' unions and the governor and all these other morons, you should be able to use your tax money to go to a good school that's not going to indoctrinate your kids into being future racist or future LGBTQ confused individuals who are sharing locker rooms with girls and boys with girls and what, and what have you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, parents have a big say in what gets taught, Mr. McAuliffe. There's plenty of examples. Listen to this woman In Texas, because this happened in Virginia, too. That's how we're bringing it back into Virginia. In Texas, this woman is talking about a book that was in the school curriculum approved by the school board. And it is a part of the curriculum that Terry McAuliffe is saying you as a parent aren't allowed to talk about. This lady found this book and it is about pedophilia. It is about disgusting sexual acts between boys and young men and she ends up excoriating the school board and then reading excerpts from it aloud just listen to this and it'll make your skin crawl last week i asked my children if i could check the books that they picked up from the school my son picked up this brand new book from the shelves in class lawn boy he was under the impression it was about a kid that ends up with beginning mowing the grass at disneyland I'd like to share a few quotes with you. This person, just turn around. On page 19, not that it really matters in fourth grade, at a church youth group meeting out in the bushes, I touched 
Doug Vogel's dick, and he touched mine. In fact, there, were, there was even some mouths involved. That's one page 91. What if I told you I touched another guy's dick? What if I told you I sucked it? I was 10 years old, but it's true. I put Doug Vogel's dick in my mouth. I was in fourth grade. It was no big deal. He sucked mine too. And you know what? It wasn't terrible. Page 174. He talked about old times at the church, but never mentioned our penises or the fact that he never said 10 words to, to me after our little foray in the bishops. Not a single reference to holding or tugging or sucking dicks. All I could think about while he was chatting me up was his little salamander between my fourth grade fingers rapidly engorging with blood. Page 230, I don't think it's time for this. Why won't you admit we suck each other's dicks? We sure to hurt you far, then you showed me your dick. The next thing I know it's in my mouth, we suck each other's dick, and you're pretending it didn't happen. What sort of diversity are you intending to teach my child with material like this? In addition, I'll share with you the exceptional quality of vocabulary. I saw counting on page 66 after 44 bucks and 41 shits. The gravity of the content on shelves in our schools cannot be mitigated with policy EM. At this point, I need you to know that according to policy FFH, hold this one, please. Local sexual harassment is defined as unwanted sexual advances, sexually motivated verbal, nonverbal conduct, or other conduct or communication of a sexual nature when the conduct is so severe, persistent, or pervasive that it affects the student's ability to participate in or. I mean, that to me is completely disgusting. And you know what's really crazy about that? That happened in Virginia too. Loudoun County, same county. I mean, same kind of book. The mother got pissed and then read it to the school board. And then it takes activists and, uh, you know, good conservatives like Matt Walsh to come down here from the Daily Wire and jump into the fray. It also takes good mayors like the Hudson mayor in Texas to get out there and blast these uh, teacher unions and these school board members who uh, were basically told you either resign or we'll have you tried. Listen to this. Earl, members of the board, my name is Craig Schubert. I'm the mayor of this city. It has come to my attention that your educators are distributing essentially what is child pornography in the classroom. I've spoken to a judge this evening. She's already confirmed that. So I'm going to give you a simple choice. You either choose to resign from this Board of Education or you will be charged. Thank you. Kudos on that guy. That's the kind of leadership we need. And if it takes more of us having to go to these school board meetings like Matt Walsh did, then we're going to have to make that happen. So Matt Walsh from Ben Shapiro's Daily Wire with Andrew Clavin and uh, Michael Knowles, um, all good people, all people I support. And if you're not familiar with Matt Walsh, he has a daily show on the Daily Wire. It's kind of like a Blaze TV, Fox Nation kind of thing. You can watch his show. You can subscribe to watch it. Uh, he came from the Blaze where he had a podcast, and then now he's doing a video podcast show, so you can check that out. Matt Walsh decided he wanted to become Virginian because he's always felt he identified as a Virginian, and he decided he was going to come down and uh, speak at Loudoun County's school board, but he couldn't because he doesn't reside here. Well, 
he rented out a basement of a lady's apartment uh, for a dollar a month, I think. But he signed the lease, became a Virginian, and he decided to address the school board. Now, the school board in Loudoun County was locking everything down, much like they do in Virginia Beach, and they weren't really wanting to listen to what he had to say, and they were trying to put crazy parameters and boundaries upon what people can do and how much time they had to say. Well, Matt decided to condense his excoriation of the school board down to a 60-second period, and he did so in a good broadcasting fashion. Just check this out. Matthew Walsh. I would thank you all for allowing me to speak to you tonight, but you tried not to allow it, yet here I am. Now, you only give us 60 seconds, so let me get to the point. You are all child abusers. You prey upon impressionable children and indoctrinate them into your insane ideological cult, a cult which holds many fanatical views, but none so deranged as the idea that boys are girls and girls are boys. By imposing this vile nonsense on students to the point even of forcing young girls to share locker rooms with boys, you deprive these kids of safety and privacy and something more fundamental, too, which is truth. If education is not grounded in truth, then it is worthless. Worse, it is poison. You are poison. You are predators. I can see why you try to stop us from speaking. You know that your ideas are indefensible. You silence the opposing side because you have no argument. You can only hide under your beds like pathetic little gutless cowards hoping we shut up and go away. But we won't. I promise you that. Thank you for your time, and I'll talk to you again very, very soon. And kudos for him for blasting these idiots, because that's what they do. They don't represent us, even though we vote for them to represent us. They get in there because they want to have, you know, seats in power. They want to have a position to use on their resume, to move up the ranks, to politically move up into the House of Delegates or maybe into the General Assembly or into the, you know, House of Representatives or Senate. They're not doing this for your kids. And then when you walk up there concerned about the BS that they're talking about, What do they say to you? Oh, that's that crazy person. They come here every week and then they get up there on the microphone. They really, I get tired of them. You know what? They don't care about you. They're annoyed by you. And they really want you not to be there because you are an impediment to to their whims. You're an annoyance to them. But They're your employee. These are things we need to remember. And I think this is one of the reasons why I decided to kick off this Virginia podcast, because I want to focus on school boards. I want to focus on city councils. I want to focus on state legislatures. Mainly because I want to learn about who I'm voting for or what's going on within my state. I want to support the Nick Friedis's. I want to support my buddy Barry Knight. I want to support the Bobby Dwyers. I want to reject those in my school board, which we now have on recall. I want to support those going up against Loudoun County with the transgender uh, uh, death metal singer as their representative. Because far too long we have sat back and just thought, okay, we can go to the ballot box and make this happen And we can make things change within the system. And that ain't happening anymore. Obviously, Northern Virginia has dictated far too long what the state of Virginia believes. 
of course, Richmond has too, but Richmond's a giant dump, but that's just a whole nother. I love Shaco Bottom. I love parts of Richmond. I love Short Pump. Don't get me. I love Chesterfield. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, we need to look at the fact that we need to be able to look at records. We need to be able to look at voting records. We need to be able to look at affiliations. We need to look at uh, experience. And we need to look at things that are happening trend-wise within our state and push back on it. Because now, I mean, it's all local. That's the only way we win nationally. That's the only way we win in taking back our state. So this podcast from here on out, we're going to, I'm going to maybe do this monthly. I may do it weekly. I'm not sure. We're going to do it as it's warranted. I may bring on some guests. I may bring on a co-host. But I wanted to set the table for what's coming because we need to know who our state representatives are. We need to know who our city councilmen are because they cloak themselves in the veil of independent, you know, party. They cloak themselves in the veil of, well, you know, I believe this, but I'm not aligned with either. No, you tell us who you are. And so we're going to do this to better inform ourselves in the process. I'm kind of learning, but I, I want this to be something as a resource for all of you to be able to listen in and go, you know what? I can take this and then I can put that with the research that I do. And then I can know that I am voting for the right person. Like uh, Jason, I can't remember his last name, who's running against Mark Herring for attorney general. I heard his interview. I didn't get to catch his last name. I see his last name. I don't want to butcher it right now. Mayores, I can't remember his name. But he sounded great. Hopefully he's on the up and up. But we need to support these people because they're not getting it from our news media. WVEC, WRVA, whatever the case may be. They're WTKR. They're still on the left side of things. So it's going to take the guerrilla warfare of local podcast to really help everyone coalesce around what the argument should be and what the information sh should be used to support the movement that they push behind. And I want to give a shout out to the Virginia Beach Tea Party because I was able to meet them uh, a while back and you might be seeing me out at your events pretty soon. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in.